And here we go. Episode 8 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Welcome back. Thank you again for tuning in, or thank you for tuning in for the first time. If this is the first time you've given us a listen. We'll start things off just like we always do. Sam, welcome back. How was your week? Uh, my week's been good since the last time we did one of these. You know what's funny? It rained today. Doesn't it always rain in Oregon? It was pouring. And the rest of the rest of the week, it's supposed to be sunny. It's just the weirdest thing. Huh. I feel like uh, it raining in Oregon and uh, the sky being blue are just kind of like one and the same. Yeah, whatever, man. Well, that's I what it. I hear. I get it. I chose the wrong school. <laughs> well, that's just what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just weird. It's the middle of summer. Why is it raining? <clears throat> yeah, true. True. Um, well, here's the thing. Here, I got something that I wanted to uh, wanted to say. So we uh, we're a fans podcast. And the great thing about being a fans podcast, and the great thing about uh, not being affiliated with literally anything right now, is uh, we get to say uh, pretty much whatever we want. So I'm gonna do one of two things. One, I'm gonna do the um, unbiased analysis real quick of uh, what I saw from Sam's team the other night, uh, the 49ers. Sam, in that in that dub. And that dub over the Denver Broncos? Yes. So here's the thing. I'm going to do an unbiased opinion on this okay. on this first part. One, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously did not look very good, but I don't think anybody should read into that. After being away for as long as he was um, and having that gruesome injury, um, I don't think anybody at all should read into that first game. Obviously, it's preseason, but it was but it was literally his first game like experience being back. So I don't think anybody, I'm not not saying that anybody did, but I don't think anybody should at all overanalyze that game um, from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, What would, I mean, as a fan, what did you think uh, watching him play? Cause he struggled in, uh, in his first start back. Well, I'm pleasantly surprised by that, that assessment. Yeah. No, you can't read it. It's preseason. And this is the first time he's throwing in a game like situation on that knee. Like you can't, you can't expect anything more than what he gave you. Yeah, no, I. Um, he actually had a zero point zero passer rating that game. Like that yeah. was, that was a rough game uh, for him. So I don't think I don't think anybody should at all be worried or or read into that at all. Um, so that was. The- um, I'm a little worried as a fan just for the early parts of the season because I feel like it's going to take him a while to get his legs back under him. And one of the big things about Jimmy was his ability to – he had the ability to escape the pocket and get a first down. You don't really have that with him yeah. anymore. And we saw how Carson Wentz struggled last season True. with not having his legs. That's kind of worrisome. Hopefully the 49ers offensive line is much improved with Joe Staley still there, who's an all-pro, and uh, Mike McGlinchey, their mm-hmm. first-round pick <clears throat> on the other tackle. So they, they're much improved offensive line. It's just seeing that for the first time in a regular season when they bring the house on him is going to be interesting. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't see the 49ers uh, Broncos game the other night with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's first, uh, first action back uh, after his injury, he went one for six through four zero yards and had one interception. So – 
He had one completion to his own team and one completion to the other team. So it was a rough night for. Uh, Wait, why are you <clears> rubbing it in right now? I'm not. I'm telling everybody's stats. I'm literally this. I'm not rubbing anything, and I'm reading his stat line. <laughs> no one asked you to read the stat line. I was giving our fan, our, our you fans, just our you just said not to read into it, and then you just read into it. Why? Well, literally read stats. Yeah, but I didn't. Yo, I'm I'm suing you. Okay, well then you're probably gonna <laughs> you're probably not gonna like this next part because, like I mentioned initially. Um, we are a fans podcast, and we're not affiliated with anybody, so we can say. But we'd love to be. We would love to be, actually. We'll put that out there. Yeah, we'll put a little feeler out there. <clears throat> um, so right now, we're not associated with uh, anybody, so we can say pretty much whatever the heck we want. And along those lines, my first analysis was my unbiased reporter opinion. Now, I'm going to do my fan opinion, because good Lord Jimmy Garoppolo, what a freaking bum holy moly i can't tell you how good it felt to watch that sorry high school looking quarterback sack of crap just just absolutely lose his mind on the field as a raider fan oh that felt it, so uh, good watching it reminded you struggle. of uh, Derek call Derek Carr all last year right say it say it whatever you want Derek Carr just went two for two threw a touchdown had a perfect game Jimmy Garoppolo belongs on a bench he is a bum what a terrible quarterback man he shouldn't even be in the league oh that felt good and that felt right he still looks good in the uniform though Gotta can't, be on that. can't deny that his uh he's a Woo! he's a striking young man that's a chiseled chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was my fan opinion because, oh, it felt so good to watch the 49ers just struggle. Hey, so that Gruden, was Gruden's offense looks really good. You know, it did um, in, the, uh, in the first game. But, again, it's preseason. I'm not going to read too much into, like, in reality. I'm not going to read too much into what happened to Jimmy. And I'm not going to read too much into the Raiders preseason because right now, uh, they're two and zero, and we'll see what happens when the actual season rolls around. You, um, I, I don't know how many Niner games you've watched, but do you like Shanahan as a coach? Um, I have, like I said, I haven't watched a ton of Forty ers games. There's no, I mean, there's no reason to for you. So. Yeah, there's really no reason to. But from, I mean, it's really going to be a matter of what he can get. I think, I think the thing that he's going to fall into, which unfortunate or not that's just the reality of the business is that now he's jimmy's there jimmy's healthy and the 49ers after being last year um so devastated by injury now everybody's healthy so i think the expectations for him are going to be uh extremely high so i think what may happen is if the the 49ers don't meet their expectations uh that the fans and the media puts on them then i think it's going to look uh Looked pretty badly on on Kyle, although, and this this happened with the Raiders, so I'm not going to speak out of both sides of my uh, both sides of my mouth here. It, having having Jimmy Garoppolo come back after this first season and having the Niners be so devastated by injuries um, last season, like this is kind of technically their first season altogether. So I don't think anybody should really put any expectations on this team. They need to just let them play their season, and then next year, based on what you saw. This year, that's when you start really judging Shanahan, Garoppolo, and everybody because this is really the first season that they're going to all be together. 
You watched the uh, you watched the Super Bowl between New England and Atlanta, right? Yeah. So that Atlanta team, do you know who the offensive coordinator was on that on that team by any chance? Uh, it was Kyle, right? No, it was one Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah it was Kyle who led Matt Ryan to his lone MVP season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this guy, he's up there with McVeigh and Gruden as offensive geniuses. Yeah, did you, he is. Like, what he did with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard most of the year. Oh, my gosh. When when Jimmy G gets completely healthy, <clears throat> this offense is going to be – and you get Jarek, Jarek McKinnon back, who's got knee tightness. And Kittle. For this whole – oh, he's, he's going to be the best tight end in the league. That dude's a monster. That dude's a monster. He's like – he's on, like, Travis Kelsey – and Zach Ertz level. Oh, Zach. Zach Ertz. If you guys are playing fantasy, draft Zach Ertz. Yeah. Carson Wentz coming back. He's only looking at his tight end this year. <laughs> yeah. And for, no good, for good reason, too. Zach Ertz is an absolute monster. He's a vacuum cleaner. Just pulls everything in. Pretty much. Um, so one thing that I wanted to get your opinion on is what's going on with the Cowboys right now. Um, for those of you who don't have your ear to the ground in the NFL right now, the Cowboys are in a situation where they can sign Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Zeke Elliott uh, to new deals. Um, technically, I believe the Cowboys still have Zeke's rights um, for another like four years. I think they have him under two years left under their contract, and then I think they yeah. can franchise tag him twice mm-hmm. after that. So they technically own his rights for another four years. They don't have to pay him right now, but Zeke is holding out. So he's basically saying, you have to pay me or I'm not going to play. But I don't – even if they don't pay him, I don't think that's going to happen. But that doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> Dak – is in line for a new contract. Amari Cooper is in line for a new contract. And it was yesterday that the Cowboys – it was yesterday, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it was yesterday that the Cowboys held a press conference um, saying that they were going to – I don't know if they came out and said they were – I don't know if they explicitly said they were going to be um, revealing a contract, but they basically hinted at the fact that, yeah, we're going to sign somebody today. But they didn't say who. And everybody was like, ooh, is it going to be Dak? Is it going to be Zeke? Is it going to be Amari? What ended up being Jalen Smith, who, by the way, I have no problem with. I have no problem that they gave that guy money. That's one of the um, – oh, my bad. I just had something fall on my desk. Um, yeah, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I was trying to move my chair, and it got caught. And Yeah, anyway. Um, but the Jalen Smith thing is one of the uh, – better feel-good stories in the NFL over the past couple of years um, after that gruesome injury uh, in college and having that nerve damage um, done. People were thinking that it was going to be a possibly career-ending injury, but um, I believe it was to his knee. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that was uh, – so the fact that the, the Cowboys took a gamble on him in the second round, who he was supposed to be like a top-five talent, and then people were saying after the injury he dropped to like you know maybe round four, round five, and the Cowboys – Picked him in the second round. They took a chance on him, and they're reaping the rewards of that right now because the dude's an absolute stud. So they ended up signing Jalen Smith, which means uh, the phrase that I kept hearing uh, being tossed around uh, from the Cowboys and ESPN was there's less um, there's less pie for the other three guys right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ask you right now, Sam, um, 
Who do you think should be the Cowboys' top priority to sign? Uh, yeah, we'll do, yeah we'll put it there because I think the answer is very easy. The Cowboys' top priority mm-hmm. is Dak, but the guy that that has the most right to ask for more money is Zeke. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I although I completely disagree. I think Zeke should be their their top well, priority. So you were just talking about it, how Dallas technically has the rights to Zeke for up to four more years. Yes. And they've been paying Dak Prescott, who's a round four drafty. Something like that, yeah. I think it was. It was a lower round. So they've been paying him like under a million except for this season coming up. Yeah. And say what you will about Dak Prescott. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL, so he should be getting paid over $25 million mm-hmm. nowadays. So if I'm the Cowboys, I am more likely to pay him over Zeke just because of the, like, the possibility, the options that they have to hold on to Zeke. Mm-hmm. But from <clears throat> Zeke's standpoint, I totally get why he's holding out. If you look at running backs nowadays – and their value, the best value for them is right when they come into the league. Yeah. Because there's no there's no growing pains for a running back. It's that a first hole, deal. A hole is a hole in yeah. the NFL or college. It's not like you're learning a new scheme or offense. It's like, hey, here's a handoff. Get the ball. Run through that hole. So you you have these running backs like Saquon and Zeke that are, start off right in their rookie years and are up at the top. But – the difference between the running back position in the NFL and the quarterback is the longevity that they're at the top. Mm-hmm. If you just go purely off of history, Zeke's been in the league for three years. He may have max four or five more good years left. And it's just the way the game is. So if you're Zeke, you want to maximize that money and get the highest amount for the running back position. Cause he is right now the best running back in the league. And he should yeah. set that market. Yeah, he, he should. Can't, he can't wait. Is he wastes four more years getting paid lower <clears throat> than what he's worth? We're talking about a guy's career here. He doesn't get that back. Yeah. Like he can't go back to college and ch- ch- get drafted again. He can't unretire for a <laughs> running back. Yeah. Like you just can't do that. We're talking about this guy's life. Yeah. YOLO, you only live once. And I think what you said about Zeke was I think you hit it on the head. You used the word. Uh, set the uh, set the market, which is something that I don't think Zach or Amari has any Zach. claim. Uh, what did I say? Did I say Zach? You said, you said Zach. <laughs> God, I've been fumbling. Uh, even in our little pre-show meeting that we had before that, I was saying like, like Zach and Deke. And Deke? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deke was one. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the place, but that's one. They're thing so that close because there's a, they're they're like single syllables and they end with K. Yeah. So. That's one thing that Dak and Amari mm-hmm. do not have claims to. They should not set the market. Well, Amari more so than Dak. I feel like he's a little higher on the wide receiver totem pole than Dak is on the quarterback. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess – Because Amari gets slept on. He does. And as somebody no – as somebody who watched him in Oakland when he was having his when at when he had his two really good seasons, I'm telling you right now that there's in terms of route running, 
it'd be hard to find a guy who runs tighter routes than Amari Cooper. It's actually, um, he was the guy who actually made me really pay attention to uh, route running from wide receivers because of how quickly he can stop on a dime and just change pace um, and change direction. It's really impressive. He does get slept on. Um, I do mm-hmm. agree with that, but he's not a market setter. Um, no, at least he well, should. Zeke's be. the only one. Zeke is the only one, and and the, no, that's ahead. why the that's why the cowboy that's their lowest priority because they don't the, you you hit it in the in the beginning the pie is getting smaller. If they pay Zeke now, that pie is almost gone for Dak and Amari. I think so. If of, you're the Cowboys, you're going to wait. That's what I'm saying. Out of the three of them, the two that you want to hang on to. Like, if you're talking about giving people uh, the most amount of money, the two people that you absolutely have to hang on to are Zeke and Dak. Yeah. Like, those, those guys are, you know, 1A and 1B. And, the only, and I, I, said, I said Dak um, would not be my number one priority just to kind of play devil's advocate. And um, because the quarterback is the most important position in um, all of sports. Like, it just, it just gets treated that way. It, it mm-hmm. just is. Um, so regardless of whether or not I think that, uh, Zeke should be the number one priority or not, he's not because it's just the nature of the sport. He's a running back. And like you were saying, even the running back position is as low as probably three or four on a priority list for teams. Yeah. Well, actually let's hit that real quick. So quarterback, one quarterback, then left tackle, because he's protecting the blind side of most quarterbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what? And like then def- defensive end recently. Defense, defensive end. Your Von Millers and your, I mean, Aaron Donald, I kind of put in there, but your JJ Watts. Yeah. Like the defensive line guys that can sack the quarterback. Yeah, like Donald, <laughs> the the D tackle. Like those guys mm-hmm. are, and then and then you put in, you know, maybe running back. Maybe, yeah, and that's not even maybe. that's not even a certain. But it's, I'd honestly rather have a middle linebacker the caliber of your Bobby Wagner's and your Luke Keekley's. Because they're the quarterback of your defense. So let me ask you right now. It's an interesting question. If you had to sign Luke Keekley or Zeke tomorrow, who are you going to sign? For the – well, it doesn't make sense for the Cowboys, but I get, I get your question. You're just building a team. Um, and they're both the same age. Yeah, and because it's basically a question of what do you want you're – gonna, you're going to build your foundation. Or if you have Zeke, you're going to be a running offense. If you have – Luke, then you have your captain for your defense. You have your you have your wall. Well, if you okay, if you if you guarantee that they both play sixteen games, because if you compare Luke and Zeke, Zeke's had much more durability than Luke has. Fifteen, ten, and fifteen for um, Zeke. But the ten was uh, suspension, not even injury. Yes. So I don't I don't even think he's missed a game for injury. Um, I'm not. Are you sure. said 15 the first year? Yeah, although Luke Keekley's been pretty durable too. He's got um. He's missed a couple of years though. Six. Uh, no, because from 2012 to 2018, that's how long. That's how long he's been in the league. It was um six uh 16, 16, 16, 13, 10, 15, 16. So it was right. it was two seasons, 2015 well, to 2016. I would I would start my franchise with Keekley over. Zeke. Yeah, I don't. And see, that's the thing. I don't think I can necessarily disagree with you. Um, so, so I mean, where does where does the running back on the priority list sit for you? 
Um, well, definitely behind the quarterback. Definitely behind my mm-hmm. left tackle. Definitely behind the defensive end. Um, I don't know. You're really making me think. I guess it. I guess it depends on what. It really depends on the guy because if you're talking about Zeke, then he becomes the next priority after that defensive end guy. But if you're talking about some, you know, middle of the pack running back, then I don't know. Um, Is Zeke that much better than the above average running back? Yes. You look in at the Cowboys offense. Yes. You look at his last, you look at his three years, 2016, he was 1600 yards. The year where he, cause the mark. Okay. I'll give you this question before I read you the stat. You need a running back to hit how many yards on a season to have, to be considered a good season. If they're going to stay healthy for 16 games. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is, in your opinion, what's um, that yard marker for sixty they're a, games? They're a, a first, a, a number one running back on a good team or any team, I guess. Or just, it's yeah, probably twelve hundred yards. Right, and that's for sixteen games. So Zeke in two thousand seventeen played ten games and was seventeen yard yards short of a thousand yards short of a thousand yards. Yeah. God, I'm. All over the place with my grammar right now. Um, Wasn't he? Didn't he finish second in rushing that year? Uh, with nine hundred behind uh, Cream, he might have. And then in two thousand eighteen, he had uh, fourteen hundred yards. So the two years that he's been completely healthy, you know, sixteen hundred and fourteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And last year he also had um, seventy-seven receptions. For 567 yards. So he so, garnered two, basically 2,000 yards for that offense last year. But if you look at the Cowboys' strength, it's that offensive line when they're all healthy. That's the same offensive line that had three guys out of the five that were in the top 20 in the top 100 players a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you saw just, what, five years ago, DeMarco Murray did the same thing. With this Cowboys offense, yeah, that doesn't really provide a lot of history. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl if you're Dallas right now without Zeke, but you're not going anywhere without Dak. According to FootballOutsiders.com, and I'll quote them: um, the Dallas Cowboys had the eighth best offensive line last year with a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he is running behind a, a very, very good uh, offense and arguably the best offensive lineman in the league with Zach Martin. Um, so, and Travis Fredericks and Tyron Smith. Yeah, so there are three. Like, how many? How often do you, like, know three guys on an offensive line? I don't even know three guys on the Niners' offensive line. Exactly. See, there's perfect point, right? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So that just goes to show you that, yeah, he is running behind a very um, stout offensive line. But that's – so like I mentioned earlier, I, I picked um, uh, Zeke as the number one priority for the team, and it's because they built their team around him. They didn't build their team around Dak. They started from the inside out. They bolstered that offensive line, and then they drafted the best running back in the league. Their team goes th- – like – so go the Cowboys. How? Uh, what? God, Lord, what is that saying? The Cowboys go. The Cowboys go. How? 
however far Zeke takes them or something. Yeah, but or, there's a fancier way of saying it. And I'm just uh, not. I'm just not thinking of it. I it sounded really cow, dumb right cowboys now. Cowboys go. How's Zeke goes or something like that. I think we're just digging ourselves into a hole because I know that's not it. Let's, we just sound like idiots. Yeah, I know. That's just I'm, <laughs> we sound really dumb right now. <laughs> um, something like that. Um, there's a fancier way to say that, but basically what we're trying to say is that um, if Zeke is playing really well, then the Cowboys are going to play really well. And if he's playing really bad, then they're not going to play um, well because <laughs> Zeke opens up so many things for Dak. So mm-hmm. I think Dak... Dak statistically he plays better when Zeke is on the field. So I know that uh I know that you know Dak is going to be the number one priority most likely because he's a quarterback, but mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that that um I don't think he deserves to be the number one priority. It's not he's going no. to be, but he certainly doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Like he's not he's not the best player on that team. No. Or the best player in that offense. He, we saw Dak without Zeke in that when Zeke was suspended for six games, he was bad. I mean, you could put. I mean, just think of an average run-of-the-mill quarterback right now, and I bet you you put him on the Cowboys and uh, Alex Smith. Put Alex Smith on the Cowboys. Okay, but Alex Smith is still a pretty good quarterback. I was thinking more like Andy Dalton. You put Andy Dalton on the Cowboys, and you give him the offensive line, Amari Cooper and Zeke, and I bet you Andy plays probably just as well as uh, Dak does right now. No, nah, he doesn't. I don't know. Because Andy's more of a uh, a gunslinger. He's more of a guy that throws to the other team. Alex Smith doesn't. Your Dax and your Alex Smith don't really throw I think Alex Smith, though, is better than Dak. Oh, yeah. I would pick Alex Smith 11 times out of 10 over. Alex Smith got slept on in Kansas City. He did. He was, a, and I had to see him every single year as a Raider fan. That dude is, um, that dude's an ace. He just, he doesn't make mistakes. It is, sucks what happened to him in, in, uh, in San Francisco. Just what happened with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and him getting injured. Yeah. Because he, the year before, he was a stud. Yeah. With them. Yeah. Alex Smith is, um, like he, he doesn't get um, the love that he should. As a um, as a quarterback, do you like the label game manager? Um, I'm fine. Would you take that? Would you take offense to that being called a game manager? Um, I'm I'm fine with. I think I'd be fine with it as long as um, I I don't think Alex. Well, I don't think Alex Smith should take offense to it. And if I was an Alex Smith. If I was Alex Smith and I was being called a game manager, I would have just pointed to my to the win loss record in Kansas City and gone, "Fine, I'm managing us to a twelve and four season." You know, mm-hmm. as long as I mean, you can be called a game manager, that's fine. But if you're managing to win games, then who the heck cares what they call you? You know, I don't um, think it's really a fair type because when I think of game manager, it's like you're not really doing anything to affect the win. You're just not like losing for your team when in Alex Smith last year with Kansas city, he balled out. He had like 40 plus touchdowns, didn't he? Oh yeah. Here I'll look up his stats right now, but I do remember um, he just, he was slinging it all over the place. It was one of those things where it was like, Oh my God, like Alex Smith is, they're letting him like really, really throw. And that was, that was like Tyree Hill's breakout year. Mm-hmm. He had, you see, 
you see what happens when he has deep threats like yeah, that. Yeah, he had 4,000 yards. Mm-hmm. He had 4,000 yards, and it was his best year for um, uh, for um, quarterback rating. It was 104. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like the term game manager. Cause I just I feel like it belittles a quarterback and everything they do. It does belittle it, but I mean, I also I mean, I think it'd be one of those things where I'd just be like, okay, like I, so I, I don't a, really know what you want me to say to that. Like we're if winning. A, if a middle linebacker turns out he only has like three tackles, but calls like makes good adjustments throughout the game and like does your job that you're supposed to do on the field, does that make them a game manager? I don't know. I don't know. And I think it really can – I think it's the only time – well, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's just because the quarterback has his hand in so much of a game, um, more so than a, and than a linebacker does. Um. Because I think that maybe, well, I don't know. It's just different for positions. Um, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there could be point guards in the NBA who you could call game managers. Um, they're just, they're out, you know, they're they're out there making sure their team uh, doesn't doesn't fall behind and doesn't lose, but they're not going to be the t- the reason that the team wins. I just think it's it's not giving that player enough credit for what they do. Like when you're in a game, there's times that you're not going to have – if you're a point guard, you're not going to score 20 points every game. No, I, gonna, I, I was that guy. I didn't. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say you're a game manager. I would say you're playing the best you're playing. It's not yeah. like, oh, like you're pretty limited with Jason out there on the court. Yeah, it's no. like no, he's just fitting in with the rest of the team. It's not like it's not like you're not good. Yeah. I I know how good you are. And you know what? I mean, I even when we play when we play pickup games, I have to tell you to shoot because you pass it too gosh darn much. Well, and that was the thing too. And that was that was the one thing that when I came over to Roseville was so different for me um than with YBA because with my YBA team, I had a completely different role than I did for Roseville. And you guys you guys never really saw me play for my YBA team, but my YBA team I was um we were we were a fast break, push the pace um offense and I was you know, I was averaging, you know, anywhere from I think my lowest would be eight and my highest would be twenty. I was in that range just because of the uh the offense that we played. And when I got to Roseville that wasn't the style of offense that we played and I was required to do different things. And I I think I played my role pretty well. I kind of, I mean, I was a starter for on JV my freshman year and started from sophomore to senior year. So I did my role well, and my role was basically to to pass the ball, distribute to everybody, and make sure that the guy I was guarding that game didn't score. So, so if- I, I guess what I guess to add on to your point. Maybe maybe game manager is not necessarily the right term. They're just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're doing your job. Yeah. That's you're doing the same thing that Patrick Mahomes is doing by throwing fifty touchdowns. He's doing his job and Alex Smith is doing his job. They're both winning games. Yeah. 
I just so that's an interesting insight though. For if you're a player that's on one hand averaging twenty, and then you go to a different situation and all of a sudden you're averaging ten. Say you're in the NBA and media is is just saying, Oh, this guy's just managing the game. It's like, no, I'm still the same player that's averaging twenty. Like you guys are acting or like painting the picture that I'm less of a player. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to make it sound like I didn't enjoy my role at Roseville. I had plenty of people on my team who could score. Like our team was full of scores. So I, that wasn't, that wasn't a requirement. And I didn't mind that at all. I told the guys all the time on my team, like, look, if you're open, I'm going to give it to you because I just came from a team that required me to uh, run fast break, uh, offense so i can pass the ball so as soon as as soon as they score as soon as we get the ball run down the floor and i'll get you the ball i have no problem doing that um so yeah i get what you're saying for somebody in the nba like yeah going from maybe 10 to i mean 20 to then 10 um on a different team it's like well maybe they're just not requiring him to do that and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah um so I mean, it, it's just it's it's different circumstances uh, create uh, different outcomes. So yeah, and I know at the beginning I was saying I wouldn't necessarily take offense to game manager. I still don't think I would. Um, but then again, I don't. Think I would. I I just I don't think I would listen to it that much. And be like, okay, I'm too cool. much of a cocky son of a gun. I'd be like <laughs> game manager. You guys not know what I can do? Go, come to a practice, see what I do. <laughs> right. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's pretty much what has gone on in the world of sports since our last episode. Um, in other news, baseball is going on, um, but that's about it. Um, we could talk about golf again. I'm sure everyone loves that. Oh, I'm sure. We went on a little golf and tennis rant last episode, which ended up being, I think, fun to listen to. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the tour championships is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas is going to win. I'll take the field. <laughs> so you can take Justin Thomas. It's take weird. I, I wonder, do you like this? Um, this is a new format that they're doing. They're like staggering them by what they finished like in the season. So Justin Thomas finished first in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So he has two, a two stroke lead before the first hole on the second place person. And then it staggers like down, like the second place person is one above the third and so on and so forth. That's interesting. Is that kind of weird? Yeah, that's kind of weird. I think that'd be okay. something that we'd have to like watch happen and see how it plays out. It's, it's, it's just like, why wouldn't you give, I mean, I get like rewarding the first place player, but yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm not sure. I actually went to the driving range today. How'd you how'd you uh, how'd you hit? I hit well. I got a I got a new driver not too long ago that was much longer than my short driver, but I tell you what, I just that that my clubs are short right now, and having a really long driver. Well, you're short. I am short. <laughs> five nine, five nine. Um, That's pretty short. It's not tall, um, and my clubs are pretty short as they are. So going from short clubs to an extra long driver, like my swing just is so drastically different. And I I brought my old driver, which is a shorter driver, back to the driving range today. And I was like, I just, 
I don't like having to so drastically change my swing to try to force this club. Like I know how my old driver feels and the swing itself feels good. So I'm just going to tinker with that old driver because I'm hitting that old driver like on average anywhere between 230 and 270. So do I really need to hit it 300 yards with a bigger driver? Yeah, you do. No, no. Because as long as it's going straight, I'm totally fine. (laughs) I'd rather have it go straight than that extra 30 yards and a little bit and to the right. Try this cream on your hands to add 10 extra yards to your swing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that putting the Nike swoosh the opposite way adds five more yards to your swing? Less resistance. (laughs) I I love those guys. I always get those on Instagram now. More aerodynamic. It's like this, this club adds 50 more yards to your distance. It's like, no. No, it doesn't. Not if I top the shit out of this ball. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, oh, hey, it, it rolled an extra 20 feet. Oh, Let's hey, go. what do you know? I was hitting a slice with this club, and guess what I'm doing with this club? I'm slicing it again. So it's except, me. except the slice is worse. Yep, it's way farther now. <laughs> um, so at least my slice added 20 extra yards. Thanks, guys. Didn't fix my swing, but... Added more let's yards to, to my slice. Let's go to this happy customer. Wow, I'm just I'm just so happy with this club. Now I couldn't even find my ball. But <laughs> but but I can I can hear it now because it clanks off of houses that are right next to the right next to the course. Thanks, golf. <laughs> yeah. Instead <laughs> of slicing it ten yards uh and landing on somebody else's lawn, I actually hit it into somebody's house and broke their window. <laughs> because and the people were are, were nice enough that they angrily threw it back at me and charged me for their damages. But at least I got my ball back. And they did ask. They were surprised that I ended up hitting it 290 yards instead of 270 yards. <laughs> it's all in the club, guys. Just wait till it's a dog dog leg right. I'll be perfect. God, everybody just stopped listening to us about a minute ago. I thought we weren't going to talk about golf. I guess not. You brought it up. No, that's my bad. That's my bad. (laughs) You brought it up. Um, What were we talking about again? Well, so we got two things we can talk about um, because the sports world uh, has been pretty lackluster. So we can either do – the little advice thing that we said we were going to do last show, or we could talk about some movies because there have been a wait, lot. Wait, wait. We have been we've been um, ignoring the most popular sport in the world, and that's football. We have been. Man U's winning the league this year. I, I know you don't know what that means, but hopefully some of our viewers will know what that or listeners will know what that means. Hey, for all you soccer fans out there, there was your soccer plug. Red Devils, baby. Oh, and by the way, Carly Lloyd hit a 55-yard field goal. Put her in some pads. Let's see it. Dude, apparently she was just knocking down, like, 40-yard field goals with ease, and she ended up taking, like, a really long, uh, like, a couple extra steps for the 55-yarder, and I saw some people bagging on her, but I was like, who the heck cares? She just sunk, and not only did she sink it, it was right down the middle. It was one of those practice – 
goal uh, goalpost where instead of being like extra wide, they were really skinny. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. So it was no, like, I've never seen those. Oh, it was like the accuracy. It was like so. Think of like a regular field goal post, and then like it's just slimmer. Basically, shrink it in half. Okay. So it was like that thin, and she just sunk it right down the middle, 55 yards, like it was nothing. Do you think in our lifetime we'll ever see a uh, a woman in the NFL? If that's gonna happen, it'll be a kicker. So I I'm hope so. it hasn't happened. I hope so. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, you look at um, oh man, I'm gonna hate myself for not remembering Colts kicker, greatest kicker of all time, Venetary. Um, yeah. You think about Venetary. Venetary's forty-six. <laughs> He's still, still doing it. Yeah. So if we can have a fifty-six-year-old kicker, why can't we have a woman kicker? You know. He's been in the league since nineteen ninety-six. He's got them rings. You and I weren't even born yet. <laughs> we have not known an NFL without Anna Venetary. <laughs> we were. We're the same age as Vince Carter's basketball career. Yeah. We have not known a league without Vince Carter. God, it's going to be a sad day when both of those guys retire. I really hope Venetary plays till he's 50. The The saddest day is when LeBron retires. That's going to be so weird. It is going to be a bit uh, shell-shocking. The Kobe thing wasn't as much because... Um, LeBron was still there. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but Kobe had been around when we were really young. So, mm-hmm. but LeBron and it sucks because he played for the wrong team. Yeah, if you're He's listening, trash. if you're listening to the show, Kobe Bryant's a, the worst basketball player of all time. The Western Conference against the Kings and Lakers was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> it was rigged. <laughs> um, man. So, yeah, I hope we see a woman kicker. I think that'd be really cool. That would be really cool. I really think that'd be awesome. It's. Um, I don't think it's that far off like why if carly lloyd's hitting 55 footers she should call the chicago bears not that if you had oh wow uh or minnesota minnesota still can't find a kicker oh yeah yeah chicago hey uh we had a double doink situation carly can you come help us so i think i think it'd be really cool if that happens i don't know who it's gonna be i don't know when it's gonna happen but you know we already have female coaches in the NBA. I believe there's a female coach in the NFL. In the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So why not have a female kicker? And that's that's the one question, like why not? I know that well, if they're if they're good enough, like it's we're we're in a day and age that sex like doesn't keep someone out, I feel like. Yeah, and the thing is is like with all the player protection rules that are going on in the NFL, like if sh- if a kicker were to get hit they probably they're not going to get drilled. Oh, and honestly, punters would be the one who would get crushed more than kickers do. Yeah, you're not even so, allowed to breathe on the kicker. Yeah, you think the quarterback is protected? Kickers are protected, and for good reason too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? We'll start that petition on this show. Could you imagine, like, so because how big Twitter and social media is. If it comes out that a girl's hitting like sixty-five yard field goals, and she doesn't get a roster spot, it's like social media will just blow up, and a team will have to do it. 
at Tr- that point. Truthfully, though, social media is a pretty disgusting place when it comes to uh, women in sports. Like, have you ever seen comments on WNBA posts? Yeah, I don't. I don't go anywhere near the WNBA. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I know that you and I don't watch the WNBA, but the amount of um, the amount of like disgusting comments that are on posts about the WNBA are ridiculous. It's because they spoke out about the whole um, pay equality thing, and now people are like, "Why? Why do these people? Why do these girls deserve to be paid like the NBA? They can't even make a layup or stuff like that." Is it mostly like that? No, it's like stereotypical, like serious stuff that as as I'm reading it, I'm going, I can't believe, like, I don't know why somebody would have the audacity to say stuff like that. And it's, it's really just headline grabs for people to get likes and shoot all the way up to the top of the page. But it's, it's gross. Like it really is like next time they put up a WNBA um, post on ESPN or Bleacher Report, read the comments. Okay, it's it's ridiculous, but you you'll see hate anywhere. People are just when you, when you have that screen and that hidden identity in front of you, people just feel invincible and they'll say whatever comes in their mind that they want to like grab attention, no matter how awful it is. Absolutely, but it's also it's not only that, but it's literally the sheer volume that I see on those because I I don't I just read I don't I don't. Like I use social media for mainly mainly for sports information, but when I when I get to stuff like that, I I check just to see what people are saying, um, mm-hmm. just as like a public opinion, especially now that we're doing this podcast, and the sheer volume of hate that I see towards women on, especially WNBA posts, is pretty gross. Being a there's not a lot of praise for being a WNBA athlete. You're not getting paid a lot. You're getting paid like as much as a minor league baseball player is. And we talk about how awful they have it. Yeah. But you're supposed to be like in the, the highest level of your sport and they're getting just treated so poorly. And the one thing I'll say real quickly, because I don't think we have the knowledge or information to really delve into. uh... Oh, we, we got enough knowledge. We got we got some, um, but I can I can BS a, an answer on something I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what that's the thing the thing that I'll say about the whole equal pay thing. Um, do I think it should happen? Of course. I mean, NBA players and WNBA players are literally doing the same exact thing. They're playing basketball, but the reason why it won't happen, unfortunately, is because is because of the market that the NBA is in compared to the WNBA. It's it's all relative like the reason why nba players get paid so much is because the league makes that much WNBA just doesn't make that much money and same goes for women's soccer like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't garner that much attention to justify paying their players that much well i get the whole so it's funny because for the first episode a little behind the scenes we were potentially going to do this topic because that we did the first episode right around when the women's world cup ended by the way one of the most fun times I've had watching sports recently was that Women's World Cup. So that's what I'm saying. If you go off of like the attention that the Women's World Cup got, mm-hmm. it's weird that they're not paid as much. I just think because the, the whole women's uh, FIBA doesn't, doesn't get paid as much as the men's. That's yeah. why they don't get as big of a cut. 
And I was, we, so I was researching for, we were going to do on the show and the NBA owns the WNBA, huh. which is kind of weird. So if they, they have that. the, they have the ability to like subsidize these teams and you have owners that, that they got, they got money. It's not like they, they're owners by accident. Yeah. It's just that league doesn't generate enough revenue that it wouldn't make sense to pay these players just out of thin air. You know, yeah. I think it will get to a time when it is equal. Cause you're going to get women athletes that are doing the same that male athletes are doing right now. They're going to be dunking and it's going to be high, high flying. It's not like that's never going to happen. We're just evolving as, as athletes everywhere. Yeah. Women now are doing things that women 20 year, years ago weren't doing. So there's there's no reason to to think that that's not going to change, right? It's just tough because they're starting so far behind the NBA because the NBA was I don't even know when the WNBA started. It was like the '90s, right? Yeah, it was. Can... I'll check real quick, but it wasn't. Um, it hasn't been around for a very long time. So if you go off of the first years that the, the NBA players are Nin- making, ninety six, which, which is you got to adjust for inflation, but they weren't making nearly as much as what they're making now. Mm-hmm. Like you got to believe, you just got to be patient. It's just got to be a patient thing. You can't bitch and moan as a player. I'm not saying they're they're bitches. That's just an expression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 gotta, read, don't read into what he just said because that's not gotta what he gotta clarify that. Yeah, um, like. It's it's not going to happen overnight. It just can't. That's not how business works. Yeah, and let let it be known that Sam and I are both in favor of, you know, the WNBA and the U.S. women's team for any sport really, or just women in general getting as much money as they can. And yeah, equal pay would be absolutely wonderful. But Sam's right; it's not going to happen over overnight, and it's hard to really justify it right now when those leagues don't garner the same attention that the NBA, the NFL. And leagues like that uh, do so. It'd be a hard, it'd be a hard thing to do. Uh, would it be awesome to have it happen? Of course, but it's just like Sam said, it's not going to happen overnight. They can't, they can't generate money out of thin air. Like they make profit, and the profit goes to the players and the owners. Yeah. If they're not making money, like the, if you look at the books for the WNBA, <laughs> they have not made no a lot of money. No. It, it com- especially compared to the NBA. The NBA is generating millions upon millions of dollars and it's every actually, single year. It's actually, I think, feel like I can connect this to what we were talking about earlier with the Dallas Cowboys paying their players. Like, who are you going to pay? Are you going to pay Zeke Elliott or are you going to pay your eighth round cornerback? You're going to pay Zeke Elliott, you know, because that guy yep. brings in money for you and that guy's important to your team. And right now, the WNBA is just not important to the uh, important to to enough people to justify paying that league. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a free market system, like any good. If you so, this is going to be a nice little econ lesson because I'm a uh, aspiring econ major. There we go. So it's if you think about it, just like a good. Say, what do I have in front of me? Uh, a water bottle. A water bottle has a price because that's what people are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. A w, the WNBA makes as much money as it does, not by coincidence, not because they're arbitrarily setting prices. 
it's because that's what people are willing to pay for. That's what that's what uh, TV companies are willing to pay to make deals with them. Yeah, and that's the. As, oh, go ahead. I tell you. You gotta you gotta raise the value of the WNBA, which is easier said than done. Very Obviously, so. me and Jason aren't making the decisions to do that. It's just we're we're talking out of our asses right now. But you gotta <laughs> raise the value to the NBA if you want to get paid like NBA players. And I'm not saying that's not the player's fault. They're playing at a, the highest level that they can play at. Yeah. And that's the that's one thing in sports that I have to agree um, with. I hear this a lot on Golik and Wingo, um, an ESPN radio show. I hear this a lot, um, them talking about how they don't like um, – they, they talk about a lot um, like a player's worth – um, but mm-hmm. they, they don't like that term. And quite frankly, I, I agree with him because when people, when like, say, uh, who recently Bryce Harper, when Bryce mm-hmm. Harper, like broke the, but what did he get? $425 million, something like that. No, I don't think it was that much. I think, it, oh, gosh, how much did I'll, I'll look it up right now? Okay. So Bryce Harper made an absurd amount of money. And I think it was talks, at least at the beginning, there was talks of him making like an upwards 400. of... Okay, yeah, 400. He was trying to get that. Yeah, so he was trying to get like 425 um, and not $425, $425 million. He got $330 million, I think 10 years, right? Something, Something like, like that. that, yeah. And there were people saying like, you know, Bryce Harper's not worth $400 million, not worth $425. You know, well, you know what? He's worth whatever the team is willing to pay him. So, don't mm-hmm. yeah, and it's the so and it's the same thing with every player. Like if if and to round this back to what we were saying, if Dak Prescott gets paid and he becomes the number one paid quarterback in the league, is Dak Prescott the best quarterback in the league? No, not even close. We could both Sam and I in about six seconds could name five quarterbacks that are better than Dak Prescott. But you know oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, give me a, give me a, tell me when you start the countdown. Oh, okay. You ready for this? Yeah. All yeah. Right, so we're doing this. Here we go. Three. Two, one, go. Uh, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Six. Yep, there you go. See? And all of those were correct. Like, they are all better than Dak Prescott. But you know what? If the Cowboys are willing to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, then that's what Mm -hmm. he's worth. And one other thing, too, because I hate – my dad is uh, guilty of this, too. He always says, like – it's crazy how much players are worth when you look at like NBA contracts, like they're just dribbling a ball. I hate that. Cause if you say that you're the same person that views their games and is giving validation to the fact that these players are worth that much. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're getting, they're getting paid that much because of the sheer value. You're, these are the same people that are buying their jerseys, which increases their value or attends their games. Like it's all about what, what people want to spend money on. And if, if people are spending money on NBA or NFL, that's better than spending money on drugs or illegal stuff. What's, what's the problem if these players first off that come from low income places now have the ability to become millionaires overnight. What's wrong with that? Oh, and by the way, um, if you're a player, Go after as much money as you can. Oh my! We Get, going back to the Zeke thing. Yeah, you only live once. You only have yeah. one career. Yeah, and that I guess that's one thing. Maybe we didn't necessarily touch on too much with the whole Zeke thing. 
dude, get as much money as you can, especially if you're a running back. <laughs> especially if you're a running back, get as much money as you can because for a running back, it's that first break the bank deal because that's really unless you end up being some Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson freak, then uh-huh. you're only going to get one deal. So just like Le'Veon there's, Bell did, you got one shot. There's no more Emmett Smiths. No, there's not. That's not. I we get Za- Saquon is fast, but he's going to have to run up the middle eventually. Yep. And when that happens, any time that happens, he could tear his ACL, and he's automatically worth ten million less to teams. Yep. That's just staggering. So, Zeke, I <laughs> at least from our Nothing to Say podcast, which you will never hear and don't even know exist. We got no problem with you holding out. Get as I much. Hope he, we're going to get him as a guest eventually. Eventually, we'll we'll have that in the works one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, you uh, back to the WNBA thing. The WNBA is just not right now worth what the NBA is worth, and that's why the women aren't getting paid as much. Is it a shame? Of course, of course, because they're doing the same thing that the men are. But mm-hmm. it's just that's just the way it is. And there's really not much that they can do to change that. Well, technically they could because, like, the NBA has enough money where they could pay the players. But that would just be, like, burning, which kind of sounds like a mean analogy, but it's, like, burning money because they wouldn't get, like, that money in return. Yeah, you, you, would, you wouldn't – you'd get no bang for your buck. Which is – it's sad, but, like, the no business in their right mind is just going to throw away money. Yeah. And it's not like – it's not like I'm saying, oh, it's a bad thing that these those players would be getting paid, but it's just like it's the reality. Not long, of this, it's yeah. not a long term solution to yeah. the problem. Yeah, it's the reality of the situation. Um, so, I like talking about money. Money's fun to talk about, especially a business major. A business major, I. <laughs> you are a business major. You're not an econ major, right? I'm, I'm double majoring. Oh, okay, well then there you go. Um. So there, there's a little insight on uh, on on Sam. So Sam is a uh, a double major, business and econ. Yeah, we could talk about we could talk about business and sports for a whole podcast. Yeah, and I'm just gonna have a, a nice juicy hard on the whole time. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, let it be known that the only sex jokes that have been made on this show have come from you. So, like I was saying yesterday, your claim to fame that has been your thing in high school was turning everything into some sort of sexual joke. Was that, was that really like people pointed and laughed? Like, at least our friend group did. We and so did your girlfriend. So, I said, what yeah, she texted me about it. She was like, really? Yep. Really, you made another joke. It's uh-huh. like it's just it's just instinct, you know. Exactly. See, it's just it's just natural. So if that didn't if that didn't show you what I had said on the last podcast, then there you go. So yeah, there's a little uh, there's a little insight into Sam. Sam is a uh, double major, business and econ. Were we going to talk about movies most of this? <laughs> Uh, that was that was the plan, and uh, that was the thing uh, going into this episode is that the sports world is lackluster. But you know what, Sam and I, uh, we have enough. We know each other well enough and can play off each other pretty well. So we just we end up getting an hour in the show, and the only thing we talked about is sports. So maybe we're actually kind of okay at this. We're like kind of sick. What? We're like we're like kind of sick at this. Okay. Okay. 
I'll roll yeah, with that. Sick as like a positive term. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Um, so uh, basically, Sam, uh, since we have nobody here to uh, help us decide, we can do one of two things. We can do the little advice thing that we said we were going to do last episode and totally didn't. Or we can talk about movies. I kind of want to talk about movies. But I did also write stuff for the advice thing. Oh. I can go really quick. Okay, then we can do the advice thing real quick. Um, Sam will go first. Uh, we're going to just do basically because this is a filler. This is really all it is because we're a sports show and there's not a lot of sports going on right now. So we'll do a little quick advice thing. Uh, Sam and I are both uh, 20. I turned 21 in November. Sam turns 21. Woo! Yeah. Sam turns 21 in March. And Sam, you are going. To, he is going into his uh, third year of college. I took a year off because of military training, so I am going into my. And actually, I don't think I've ever actually mentioned that on the show. I you mean, haven't. I, I have it in there. Yeah, I just threw it in there. I know Josh brought it up uh, when he was on uh, the episode, but I am a United States Marine. I'm a reservist. Um, can I can I do an honor honorary hoorah? An honorary hoorah? Because I I don't feel right saying it because I didn't do like put in any work yeah that's kind of that's kind of sacred um, okay okay my, see that's my ass I was, yeah. I was gonna do it but then <laughs> yeah it's kind of sacred um and you know it was funny because uh there was there was uh, so i have a little story so there was a guy um at the gym that i worked at who was wearing a navy shirt and he looked young so i walked up to him and i said hey man are you uh, are you navy he said uh no i'm uh i'm leaving um i'm leaving uh i'm leaving in a week i was like oh okay um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Marines. I'm going into my third year in uh, October as a reservist. And he's like, Oh, okay. And then he made a joke about the Marines and the whole Marine, the whole joke about the Marines is that Marines are dumb. Um, and, uh, which the, makes true. It stands, stands true for I, you. So, Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And says the guy who gave me his papers to, uh, correct his, uh, correct his essays, but whatever. I don't remember that happening because I didn't get good grades on my papers senior year. So you must have done like an awful job. We didn't do it senior year because we wrote all of our essays immediately when we stepped into class. That's fair. Yeah, that was our thing. We had a Sam. Sam was really good at history. Um, I was really good at English and uh, our buddy James was really good at math. So we all just kind of played off each other. But we all we all graduated uh, with above four so we kind of knew what we were doing. We should um, we should do a a history podcast. A history podcast, like like your favorite war of all time. We will table that. That might well we'll see. I thought you were going to say history of like you and me, like back. No, no, background no one gives a, no one gives a shit about that. Probably not. But I thought that's where you were going. Anyway, like I was saying, there was a guy at the gym, and uh, he made a joke about Marines. Um, one of the jokes is, um, like, I don't, I don't know where it came from, but there's a joke about the Marines that Marines like to eat crayons. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But he made it. That's he, so weird. Yeah, he made that joke, and uh, I just kind of laughed. Um, and the reason why I laughed, and if had, here's the thing: had we had not had been in a gym setting, and I had just been out talking to this guy, I would have warned him, and I would have said, "Dude, um, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to say anything to you about it. But if you'd have made that joke." Um, to somebody who uh, was a little bit meaner than I am, uh, and you're not even in yet, you probably would have gotten. Um, they probably would have chewed you out right there. So because is this, is this a big guy that you were talking to? Like, could you have easily taken him? Well, the dude was probably in high school, and he oh. wasn't. He wasn't in 
the greatest of shape. So I was watching. Oh, so you would have like murdered him. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have beat up the dude, but had, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, somebody made the joke that he made, and he's not even in yet. He hasn't even left for boot camp. You make that to somebody who's in the military, regardless of whether it's the Marine, Marines or not, they're probably going to tell you uh, to never do that again, and they probably won't be very nice about it. They're not going to beat you up or anything, but they're probably not going to be very nice about it. So I kind of warned mm-hmm. him. I was like, uh, hey, uh, you might want to hold Because they're your- dumb. They probably didn't get their crayons that day. I was like, you probably want to hold, <laughs> hold your tongue um, saying stuff like that. I'm not going to do anything about it, um, but uh, you're not even in yet. So just- I'm going to slide in marine jokes every episode from now. I got I to gotta find a website that's got them. Oh, there are plenty. There are plenty. Um, but there are jokes about uh, there are jokes about uh, every every single branch. Um, mm-hmm. but so way giant tangent that we jumped off of. Uh, but yeah, so I took a year off um, for military training. Um, I'm going into my second year of college. Um, Sam is in third. Sierra. Yes, sir. Um, Sam is a business and econ major. I am right now uh, about two courses away from getting an AA in communications. And then when I switch over to a four-year, I'm going to be switching over to kinesiology and hopefully uh, going into uh, physical therapy. So that's a little background on our schooling. Sam uh, has been – his job has been very prevalent on this on this podcast, Mr. Noodles and Company. I'm surprised that was the first time we mentioned it. Oh, I have a great story. You have a great story about Noodles and Company? Yeah, it was the last... So I just worked this past Tuesday. And we had corporate come in who are the bosses of my boss. And I happened to be working. Obviously, or I wouldn't be telling this story. So apparently, which don't complain, like write in a complaint about Noodles and Company because they'll probably get fired. But you're not <laughs> supposed to wear your apron while you're cleaning the bathrooms. Okay. And I think at one point... I knew that, but I hadn't worked this position in a while, so I'd forgotten. And I come out of the bathroom after cleaning it, and the one of the corporate people, this this girl, was like, oh, you forgot to take your apron off for doing the bathroom? And I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have been wearing this. <laughs> so then I quickly go back into the, the back area, take it off, and then... Uh, Another guy who's a little lower but still higher than my boss was like, did you know like you weren't supposed to wear the apron? I was like, eh, I think I just forgot. And he was like, yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, that that sucks. I'm probably going to get fired after this. And then they try to keep a conversation with me. They're like, oh, so you're going to school, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to my third year. And they're like, oh, the, the U of O? And I was like, yeah. So then he said, my daughter's just starting at wazoo which is uh washington state up in pullman oh gosh. and the big the big stereotype about pullman is like it's an awful city to live in mm-hmm. the campus is great that washington state's campus is really cool because they have the uh the football stadium right in the middle which is really cool i wish oregon had that right um but outside of that like pullman's just not a good area to live so i knowing this made a joke i was like oh that sucks that she has to live in pullman and then he comes back with, yeah, I grew up in Pullman, so you better watch <laughs> out what you say. And then I quickly went into the bathroom. <laughs> and then okay. I went over to my, my manager. I was like, 
Yeah, so if I no longer work here, <laughs> um, you guys will know why. <laughs> <laughs> why would why would you even risk it with a guy from corporate? Why? Well, it's not like I knew. I thought because he's from this area. I know you don't know, but why even risk it? And it was a joke. It wasn't like it wasn't like I was like, oh, Pullman's a crap ass place. Everyone <laughs> from there sucks. Oh, that's good. That's I was good. like, oh my gosh. I'm literally done. <laughs> that's, that's good. And you know what? That doesn't bode well for the uh, for the advice segment that we're about to get. <laughs> well, luckily, the advice isn't about how to further your career in so, a food food chain restaurant. Right. So um, we, figured, uh, we figured we'd just do a little filler. This might end up being a one-time thing. Um, and, uh, we figured, uh, Sam would, uh, I have uh, some advice, but my advice is about something a little bit different. Sam was just going to give you uh, a little bit of advice on, uh, how to get through college pretty much. Uh, more so how to get through your first year, I think is what I'm going to tailor it to. All right, go ahead. Just don't so, ramble for 12 hours. For most of you, school's just starting up and you may have some questions. You may be going to a big college for the first time you're just coming out of your small high school and there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new people. Here's some advice going in that I think freshmen don't take into account because their advisors are leading them astray. Never take an 8 a.m. class. <laughs> yeah, I know you went to high school at like 7.30 and you woke up at 6. You're not going to want to do that in college. It's just, it's not. It's not easy to get up at 8 a.m. for a two-hour class about BA 101, and it's like, I'm flying asleep. Don't do it. No 8 a.m.s. Going along there, you don't want class on Friday. No. If you, if you take a class on Friday, you are, first off, probably not showing up to that class after the first week. Secondly, if you do show up, all your friends are going to be texting you like, Bro, where are you at? We trying to play die later. Going to get drunk, turnt, lit. Oh are, these, are, these, are these working for you? Are those words working for you? <laughs> Just listening. Don't, don't take Friday classes. Secondly, learn from, the third, learn from my mistake. Don't take a science class because you think the title looks nice. Oh, <laughs> Astronomy? Oh, that's going to be so fun. I'm totally not going to almost get a C in that class and have to retake it. Totally. You got a, almost a C in astronomy? Uh, I got a B minus in I astronomy. Should, okay. My first term. I'm going to add to that. I took astronomy. I loved it. So maybe My professor just... was a nut job. Oh, okay. My professor was this old um, dude from – old white dude from like South America and had a, an awesome accent. So he was fun to listen to. Good for you. Yep. Which goes into when you're planning your schedule, use the rate my professor sites. Because those are by students for students. And they're usually right. <laughs> use those websites. They're your friend. And don't take night classes. You don't want to be yeah. there past 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I had that last semester. When it gets dark outside, you can't pay attention indoors. It's just a depressing time when there's no lights outside and you got to walk home in the dark. Don't do it. Yep. Um, Def- definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, 
don't go to school you don't know anyone that's going there you gotta go in with people that you know or else you'll end up like sam on the first week you don't know anyone and you're walking around it's like that when you go to the cafeteria and you just want to sit next to people that you don't really know if they're going to be your friends and then you sit there and you realize very quickly that you're not a good fit for these people (laughs) i remember me and my roommate we like were trying to get to know other people in our halls so we sat next to like the other people and once you get past the oh hey where are you from what's your major blah blah blah, like those pre-recorded questions that you got in your head it's just dead don't do it (laughs) you gotta go in with some friends and adding to that join a club join a team meet people in class get a study club because once you get those people and that that good nice friend system college is fun and lastly um, make sure to get really hammered every weekend. College will be really fun. That's all I got. I disagree with that last point. Um, well, but... you haven't tried it, but your 21st birthday. No. 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 You're going to I... lose all the insides of your body. Nope. You're exiting out your mouth. After nope. All the alcohol you will be consuming. I promised I would take a shot, and that's it. Um, you have to take a shot with all of your friends. So that's like 10 shots. None of you are going to be here. So I'd come down. Oh, you'd come down. What, what day of the week is your birthday? I think it's a Monday. Are you just are you scared because you don't know what's what's going what's going to happen? Like it's it's not like you you're like a drastically different person. No, it's just like you have no filter and your head's a little lighter. No, I just I don't know. It, it's never been an interest of mine. I guess I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy being uh, the guy who uh, would get a call and going, dude, I'm hammered. I need some help. Where'd you I get got that call? you. I got you. The what? only person that I give you that call is James. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But I enjoy being the outlet in case something goes wrong. Um, so Don't listen to him, kids. Get hammered. Hey, like, you know, hey, you you know don't what, even, kids? You don't even want to be able to know your own name by the end of that night. Hey, you know what, everybody? I, uh, I don't drink. I have tasted alcohol before. It's pretty gross. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. They got some those those claws, those white claws, bro. Those are pretty tasty. Yeah, they don't. It really doesn't taste that good. They they no. make some stuff that that tastes pretty good. And the cool thing is, guys, the more you drink, the better it tastes. So um, it's pretty crazy. I just want to put it out there that we're not advocating people to drink. <laughs> um. Like, I don't even think most of our audience is above the legal age to drink. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah I've never drank before. I'm not 21. I've never drank before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that way to save it. Just putting that out there. I've never had a sip. Of, you've had a si- sip of alcohol, Jason? Yeah, I've never had a sip of alcohol. <laughs> I've never even drank. <laughs> way to save it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so do that, your thing. <laughs> so that was uh, that was Sam's. Um, I guess I agreed with some of those points. The night classes, yeah, 
Um, I had a couple of night classes last term uh, and they weren't fun, but I had a night class mainly because I was in a, an observational astronomy class. So you can only observe when the stars are out. So, and I'm taking an 8 a.m. class this upcoming semester. So, but it is a class that I actually really, really, really want to be in. And it's only an hour. So, gross. Um, so the advice that I was going to give, uh, I am a personal trainer. Um, my dad works for the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. He's been there for 20-something years. And for, I don't know, he took a little break in the middle, but roughly for the past 10 years, um, he has worked at the academy as an RTO, and a, recruit, a recruit training officer, and he has been the uh, PT coordinator there, there as well. So he is – He's the scariest dude alive. He's really not, but a lot of people think he is. Uh, but he's really not. He's actually uh, arguably the funniest person I've ever met in my entire life. I don't even think I've ever seen him smile. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. Um, anyway, so when I when I hit high school and I realized I wasn't going to be uh, tall for basketball, I needed something to uh, keep me on the floor. And so I just gravitated towards the gym. And uh, I I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's because I'm weird. I don't know. I really enjoyed. Uh, almost more than lifting the programming aspect of it. I liked knowing why exercises uh, work together and why exercises didn't. Um, and I started reading. I've, I just, and I've kept reading all the way till now. Um, I am a personal trainer at a gym. I'm uh, currently signed up for the ACE personal trainer uh, fitness course at Sierra, which will, I'm technically a certified trainer through fitness MD, but I'm not a nationally certified trainer. Um, and fitness MD is the uh, gym that I work at. So if you are in the Rose- Roseville area, by all means come by. Um, but, uh, so I'm tech, I'm a personal trainer there, uh, but I'm not a nationally certified personal trainer, um, which I'm hoping to be by the end of the year. Um, but everything that I've learned over the past, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years has all been uh, stuff that I've gotten from my dad, who's a personal trainer. Um, well, he's a deputy sheriff, but he, uh, he does, uh, personal training, uh, for recruits and uh and stuff that i've learned on my own i read stuff all the time i'm constantly on fitness websites um i it's just i i love learning and i love reading um so the advice that i'm going to give real quick is just a little bit of advice on fitness probably just uh there are a billion different things i could do a whole podcast on this but just real quick um one thing that has always been uh more important to me is um chasing strength over looks um, I think a lot of people get into fitness because they want to look big. They want to look shredded. Um, and that's fine. But uh, you can be the biggest guy in the room, but that doesn't mean you're the strongest guy in the room. And you could be the uh, most shredded guy in the room, but that doesn't mean you're actually in the best shape. Um, so my advice would be to go after strength. Um, go after functionality. Um, some Stuff that's going to translate to the real world. Um, like I recently just stopped bench pressing. Um, I love bench pressing. Um, it's an absolutely phenomenal lift. Um, but I do think there are better movements and I think there are more functional movements. Um, like, so, uh, curls, not like curls. <laughs> um, oh man. But, but the thing is though, is that, uh, there's, there's room for everything. So don't think, uh, that you don't, uh, that you can't do exercises that don't necessarily translate to the real world. But what I would say is, um, chase strength. Uh, more than chasing looks and chasing uh, size, because if you go, if you chase strength, then looks and size will follow. Um, what about uh, what about doing steroids and creatine? Steroids and creatine. Well, um, if you want to live to your fifty, then by all means, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I have creatine is um, 
I won't get into a ton on creatine and I won't get into anything on steroids. Um, I've always just, I've always been a diet and a protein shake. I don't really, I don't take any supplements other than just taking, you know, a whey protein shake after a workout. Um, so, uh, one thing, uh, the other thing that I'll, uh, mention is, um, do what makes you happy, uh, when you're in the gym, don't, don't force a lift, um, that you don't enjoy. Um, otherwise if you, if you push lifts and push exercises that you just don't enjoy, you're going to burn out. Um, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna have any fun in the gym. And that's not, uh, that's not what the gym is about. It's about, um, it's a competition with yourself. Um, and the thing, the thing that's fun about it is being better than you were the previous day and getting, uh, getting stronger. Uh, and if you force and force and force lifts that just, you don't enjoy and don't work for you, then you're not going to enjoy yourself and you're going to probably lose your passion, um, quicker, uh, quicker than you think. And uh, like I said, I can do a million other things on this. Um, but the, the last thing I'll say just as a quick off the top of my head, um, is make sure you choose the correct training style for your body. Um, you're going to hear a lot of people when you get into it, say, Hey, do this style of training. Hey, do this style of training. This is the best. This is the best. This is the best. Um, and the truth is, is that um, any training style works if you program it correctly. Um, so what it really comes down to is programming the right, the right exercises and the right program for yourself, which is a lot easy, which is a lot harder said than done. I mean, I mean, easier said than done. I'm sorry. I had that right the first time. Um, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, but go, go through and really do your research before you start, um, about what training style you can do. Some people like to train five times a day, five times a day, five times a week, four times a week, three times a week. For me personally, I've always done total body splits. Um, that is what's worked best for me. Um, I still consider myself an athlete, so I train like an athlete. Um, and I do total body, uh, total body days. I have three program days, uh, during the week where I'm lifting really heavy, uh, one day where I try to do some conditioning, I'll go row, I'll go bike, or I'll go run. And then a fifth day during the week where I'll maybe go play like a round of golf or something uh, just to stay active. Um, but I'm not in the gym uh, five days a week. I'm not even in the gym six days a week. Um, I think it's unnecessary. Um, and my justification behind the total body split uh, is um, some training styles have you training, um, you know, say you had a back day and a chest day, and then a leg day, then an arm day, then a core day. And then, I don't know, then you start switching things. Well, during the course of the week, you've only hit that muscle group, you know, maybe once or twice a week. If you have three program days for a total body day, then you hit every muscle group three times a week. Um, and it just, it works better for me, for my conditioning and for my, uh, for my cardio, um, which I prefer conditioning over cardio. Cardio is, uh, I would say, um, I, there's one of my favorite trainers of all time, uh, Ben Bruno. He, um, he has a saying that I like, um, which is strength training should be your main meal, uh, and, uh, cardio and conditioning should be like your kind of your two side dishes. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I, uh, what I think, uh, chase strength, um, instead of the looks, uh, don't force exercises that you don't like and, uh, really make sure before you start to, uh, to get a logbook and program what works best for you and your schedule. Don't try to, don't try to force something because what may work for me may not work for you. Um, everybody's body's different. So that's my little advice about, uh, about fitness. Um, coming from a uh from a personal trainer hopefully if you guys do work out 
um, that that helped you a little bit. And if you don't work out, hopefully that uh, gave you a little bit of insight. So uh, we do not have much longer on this podcast. Um, and uh, Sam, I know we were going to be talking about movies, but we could literally do an entire different episode on the amount of movie stuff that we had planned, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because at the beginning of the show, uh, we had like nothing lined up. Oh, just another thing. If you guys are listening and you have more questions, just hit up Jason. He's more than willing to answer your guys' question in more detail because I know he gave like a pretty general uh, advice. But if you mm. if you're looking for specifically to you, hit Jason up. He'll be more than willing to help you. Yeah, and uh, for for me right now, um, like I said, I am I'm a personal trainer at a gym uh, in Roseville at Fitness MD. Um, but I'm not a nationally certified trainer yet. I'm hoping to be by the, uh, by the end of the year. Uh, but like I said, I have been doing this stuff for a long time. I've been making programs mm-hmm. for myself, making programs, uh, making programs for myself since high school. And then I started making programs for other people when I, uh, hit, when I got in the Marines and been, and have been doing it, uh, ever since. So I do know my stuff. Um, and I do study a lot. I probably, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the best trainer in the world, but I do think I know more than most. Um, and even if I don't know the answer to your question, I work at a gym and I have plenty of trainers around me. I have my dad, I have the resources to get you that, to get you that answer. So Mm -hmm. whatever question you have, uh, whether the answer comes directly from me or, uh, me asking, uh, somebody who I know. Regardless, I will get you the answer one way or another, uh, whatever question it ends up being. So, um, so yeah, that's our little advice segment. Uh, Sam, we filled the show that uh, we were not expecting to fill. So, good for I'll us. I'll tell you, guess. dude, we're, we're naturals. Maybe. Just Who said we have nothing to say? Just maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, we did last week. <laughs> that was our show opener. So, you know how that's our, our podcast name? Yeah. What would our fans' name be called? What? You know, because there's like, so if you go on YouTube, you know who Logan Paul is? I mean, I know the name, but I don't watch it. So his fans are the Low Gang. That's what they're called. Mm -hmm. And then Jake Paul's fans are the Jake Paulers. Mm Mm-hmm. So what would our fans' names be called? I say we leave that up to the people who actually listen to us. Yo, if we're going to get big, we got to sort this out. Hey, I say we leave it up to the people. If we're going to – I don't I don't think it's fair that we name our fans. I think well, fans, I think, is a generous term. The people who listen to us. Um, I, uh, I say the people who, uh, who listen to us should name us. So if you're listening – by all means, shoot us, a, shoot us a suggestion to Sam's question. We would, uh, we would love to get your opinion on that. Put in the the comments on that Apple Podcast. Yeah. By the way, we are two listens away from 150 total plays for the show, uh, which is absolutely insane um, for us because we did not think we would get that many uh, as quickly as we have. We're still five mm-hmm. stars on Apple Podcasts, so thank you guys for um, supporting us. Keep uh, hitting that like, rate, and review. On Apple Podcasts, your guys' uh, support has been amazing. Make sure on Spotify and Apple Podcasts that you guys are hitting – what's it called on Spotify? Isn't it follow on Spotify? Follow or subscribe, something like that. Um, it is – I know on Apple Podcasts it's subscribe. It's subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's follow 
on Spotify. Yeah. So make sure you guys do that so you're notified every time we post. Just sends you like an instant notification. You guys can listen to our beautiful, lovely sounding voices for an hour and a half. Because we just, we're the best. And it's not yo, even close. Yo, we kind of killed it today. I'm not going to lie. You know, I think it'll be interesting to to see what people have to say about this episode because I feel like the the beginning started off really well. I think we may have had a lull towards the middle, maybe, maybe. Wait, no. the contract stuff? No, not the contract stuff. I think there was a time when you and I were trying to figure out exactly what we were going to do between the advice and the movies thing, where we were kind of like, oh, we'll bounce back and forth, and then we finally settled on the advice thing. So, um, uh, are, you, are you saying that when we talked about the women's sports, that was the lowest point of our show? No, I said. Oh, we, why can't that be the highest point, dude? I didn't say. Is it because they're women? Oh my good lord. <laughs> For everybody listening, I did not say that. I said when we were trying to decide. That's the middle part we of the show, do... right? No, I said when we were trying to do the advice thing. Wow, dude. Oh, whatever. For all, for all our female listeners out there, I'm I apologize on behalf of Jason. I he apologize. I apologize on Sam's behalf for lying to you guys. And I apologize for Sam for also making uh more sex jokes and swearing on the podcast. So When? What do you mean when? When did I make a? I didn't make a sex joke this episode. Yes, you did. What? <laughs> exactly. Just listen to it back. It'll give you. It'll give you a reason to listen back to the show. So again, thank you all so much for listening to uh, this is episode eight, and uh, we will be bringing you episode nine. Probably, we'll probably be filming it Saturday or Sunday and releasing it uh, either Sunday or Monday. So, uh, and while the sports world is um, kind of a, kind of dull right now, we're going to try not to be. Um, so, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode, and uh, we can't wait to be back for uh, episode nine. So, everybody have a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys.